I don't think so. Okay, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the JAR Foundation Live. Uh, this is a brand new podcast that, that we've put together from the JAR, uh, the, the regular JAR podcast, the traveling show that I do uh, with my team. This is a new one focused on mental health issues specifically and bringing people who are somewhere in that journey uh, along the mental health industry, you know, whether it's a patient, a provider, a therapist, um, policymaker, uh, or somebody in the fundraising side uh, that works with um, that works with nonprofits or or other institutions to deliver mental health services across the country. So, in my journeys with the Jar Podcast, came across so many stories of people struggling in real life uh, or have been through struggles, and surprised to see how little tools there are for people to manage things themselves, uh, how little there are tools to, to slow uh, slides down hills for people in the mental health uh, when they're, as they're going through you know, crisis and things in their life. So uh, my, net, my first guest, really, first guest uh, is Neil, uh, Neil Colvin, and he's a founder at Therify. And so Neil and I just had a pre-chat before, the, you know, before jumping on here live. Uh, for everybody listening. And so, Neil, why don't you spend a few minutes, introduce yourself, uh, who you are, where you're at in this kind of this journey of mental health space, how you ended up here. And um, and then we'll talk a little bit about, I guess, what Therify is doing and what you're hoping to do. Sure. Thanks, for, you, uh, thanks for having me, Ken. Um, so, uh, yeah, my journey has been interesting for sure. Uh, it's definitely didn't start off in the mental health world at all. Uh, in fact, my initial background coming out of college was uh, nuclear security, so the Cold War <laughs> stuff. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, uh, I joined the Air Force to see the world in uh, Omaha, Nebraska, and uh, I was hoping to go someplace cool. And they, sent, <laughs> they actually stationed me in my hometown. I, I was uh, uh, devastated. So that's a, that's, that's <laughs> so, a mental health crisis right there. Yeah, it sure was. I was like, oh, my gosh. So I was like, hey, Mom, Dad, I'm staying. I want to be stationed here. Uh can I, uh, you know, can I stay with you guys uh, right after college and I can pay off my bills real quick? They're like, sounds cool. We're moving to Ohio. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so that plan went out the door and I was like, all right, I guess I'll just buckle down and work. Oh. Um, but it was, uh, it was uh, 12 years of just traveling to different states or different countries. Um, so I went from Nebraska to uh, Germany to uh, Kuwait for a year, then uh from Kuwait, uh, I was supposed to get to choose where I want to go. End up sending me to uh, North Dakota, Minot, North Dakota, which was not that was like the last place on the planet that I wanted to go. I, um, I did uh, a, I did a, I did four days in Minot with uh, uh, with the jar. It was oh. great. I, I had some great guests. Yeah, I'm sure they were eager to talk to somebody. They're like, hey, welcome. We're 20 <laughs> minutes from Canada. Yeah. <laughs> did you go in the summertime or is it winter? I'm guessing it was warmer out. So it was summer. It was summer. Yeah. Late, yeah. late, late summer, late summer. And and, yeah. I, and, and actually my not, I can say I was given, um, that's where I got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Cause it's so isolated. It's like, I, oh, it's, and I got COVID there. And I got COVID there. It was like the most random thing. I, I, it's yeah. a great town. I enjoyed it. Yeah. So it definitely was a, a nice town. Um, I just happened to go there because there was uh, some nuclear incidents that were okay. national at the time. Uh, they made the news. And so they're like, you don't get to choose. You're going, you're going here because we, we want you here to help this out. Mm. Um, did really well there. Uh, 
but I attribute like my uh, my grind with work um, from learning nuclear security, which is basically either get 100 percent or fail for everything. So it was uh, it was tough. And so when people go there, I'm like, hey, awesome. I'm glad that you uh, got there. I know you didn't really pick it. It picked you. But it's for a reason. It's because they saw something in you that that's right. They knew could drive. Right. Yeah. Um, so from there. Uh, finished up with my career in the Air Force at 12 years in Texas. Um, and from that, I went to uh, like a very small stint in Afghanistan at NATO headquarters, Kabul, which was interesting. I, wow. I wanted I wanted to go to work with NATO at some point. Um, as, a, as soon as I joined the military, I was like, yeah, I'd like to do that just to see what it's like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tick a box. Yeah. And uh, it's funny because I did it and uh, it was for such a short period because when I'm there, uh, I also got notified, hey, the military is shrinking. You went from nuclear security. If if you would have stayed there, you would have been fine. But um, you uh, happened to come to Texas, which was the education world for uh, all the tech students for security. And then from there, you went to Afghanistan. So you're out. Uh, You don't have any backing right now in this little spot. So I was like, you know what? I'm fine. I, I kind of hit everything that I wanted to hit. And I didn't, I knew where I'd have to go next, which would have been back to like either North yeah, Dakota or right. Minot, you know, Minot, Wyoming, Montana, and just cycle through there. And I was like, meanwhile, I had friends that were flyers. And so they're like, I have deployed to Florida. And I was like, this is ridiculous. I mean, I want to <laughs> go to Florida, but like, nah, not in your career path. So I was like, that's fine. I, and I wanted to uh, definitely like get out and see the, the world as a civilian. Um, so from there, I uh, moved to Ohio. Okay. Um, and uh, met up with my parents. And that was, uh, it was a tough time because I was uh, also going through uh, a divorce. Um, oh, man. Due, due to uh, uh, my ex with mental illness. Um, and make it tougher, uh, my dad was stage four uh, at, the, at that time with uh, cancer. And so- wow. Um, it was kind of tough, uh, to, to go through all that, but, um, it was, it was a, a time that I was like, wow, timing's everything. It allowed me to like have no mm-hmm. other things that I had to work with at that time, except for like, just reconnect with my parents right. for this last few months, um, which I am thankful for. Uh, and they connected me with some, uh, great people at, at a, a church, um, out in, uh, Sunbury and, um, those guys uh, were definitely age demographic, you know, up here. <laughs> I was the youngest guy, <laughs> I'm, and I'm in my 40s, <laughs> so I, I was a young guy. Um, oh. But but uh, super great uh, people uh, to meet, and and I'm still friends with a lot of them. But I've, I've moved to since then to to the Columbus area, and uh, I still stay in touch with all those guys. Um, but from that, after that, I ended up getting a a few different jobs, like in the tech world. I uh, worked at Amazon Logistics and then uh, went to uh, Rickenbacker International Airport and figured out logistics there, Air International uh, Logistics, which was tough. Um, so I was just transforming each time and then uh, did a few like side gigs and then eventually uh, worked at a tech startup called uh, VPL and yes. uh, met some uh, great people there. And uh, that was a lot of fun, but uh, you know everything uh, shifts with COVID, and so at that time that was uh, basically managing data for uh, hospitals, universities, pharmacies, yep. 
and that was kind of like my first little foot, feet in the, the door there for that kind of stuff. And I was like, all right, if these guys uh, can do it and they're just, it's a startup, like, why can't I do this? Um, hmm. And uh, at the same time, I'm talking to my uh, ex-sister-in-law, uh, which, you know, hey, through, through the, the divorce, um, met, end up meeting uh, my uh, <laughs> ex-in-laws and uh, reconnecting with them really well. And uh, she was just explaining to me, she's now like an older sister to me. Um, and we won't say how old she is, but uh, she's a little bit older. And she's, uh, she's like, uh, hey, you know what? I'm a hairstylist in Chicago. I love it. I own my own salon, but I'm going to get into mental health. I want to be a social worker because of you know her sister. Okay. And, and uh, I was like, oh, that's awesome. Good, good on you. And, yeah, good. Uh, yeah. And then she was like, well, um, I've done my research. And it turns out that I'm going to make exactly like half of what I make cutting hair if I go to, yeah, I was like, dang. So I mean, cutting I like, hair is, uh, and you're not making a lot of money cutting hair. No, no, you're not. Uh, so you I think half the, of that. Yeah. And so she's like, it's, I, if I go get an associate's and then I get a bachelor's and a master's, I'll get half. I was like, <laughs> I was like something's wrong. Um, because mental health and anything in the, in the um, That's medical field is expensive. So where's the yeah. money going? Yeah. Uh, the owners are basically taking the money and, and running with it. And so I started looking into it, talking to different people. Um, and by the way, I also got remarried. So I have a, I have a family. <laughs> not to uh, the, si- not to the sister. Not, no, not to that. Okay. No, okay. No, no, no. Just um, checking. Just check. yeah. I, had to, I, was like, I had to close that door. Yeah. No, I was like, so it wasn't just me all on my own here. I was like, I've got a pretty good support structure with, with my, my wife, our kids. Yeah. Um, and uh, we, and so we all like, in fact, uh, the ex-sister-in-law will be coming to visit us uh, next week. Um, so it's uh, talking to her. I started researching like with my wife um, and her friends who are like teachers and social workers okay. and just t- start talking to them. And they're like, well, yeah, it's just normal this way um, that in our world, we don't get paid much. And I'm like, but I'm looking at how much insurance charges for this. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, or you could do private pay, which is even more like, you know, 250, 350 an hour. I'm like, where's the money going? If you guys don't get to keep it. And they're like the owner of the facility uh, is the one who takes the money. Um, and I ended up talking to a few out in um, Chicago, like the actual owners. And uh, they were very uh, open, which, I won't say their names because then they'll be yeah. very upset. But it is basically like, like, hey, I clear uh, five hundred grand a year, and I was like, wow, that's amazing. Um, what are your, how do you keep your employees? Like, who? I don't. I don't. I don't keep my employees. I work them, and then they're contractors. They're not employees. Uh, they contract with me, and then they get the foot uh, in the door. They get their feet wet. And then, uh, you know, they get burnt out and then they go work for somebody else or they switch career fields. And uh, I was like, well, what if you just paid them more? Like, uh, <laughs> wouldn't they stay? And I mean, from working in these other startups, like weird, weird idea. Turnover, yeah. Turnover is extremely expensive. So what if you just invested in your employees? Like, hey, well, it's one thing that the military, uh, obviously the military has a lot of, you know, negative things. But one thing they do is they invest in their people. Great training. I was like, right. Right. And so I was like, what if, you know, we replicated that? And they're like, yeah, that's, that's a thought, but you know, nah, 
Not for me. And I was like, I'm, okay. I'm making 500 grand. Why would I change anything? Right. Exactly. Everything's working for me. Yeah. Uh, for, you know, and as a, uh, a single mom with uh, two kids and she's just got this like small empire. Checked it with another one. Same thing. They didn't say it exactly like that. That one was just very brutal and upfront, but the others were like that. And then I started talking to uh, therapists and social workers that worked for people like that. And I was just like, so tell me your story. And they're like, yeah, it's tough getting in this business. You know, like you got to love it. Um, like, yeah, you start off, you make like around 20 to 30 grand a year. And I'm like, wow, with a master's degree. Whoa. And uh, like, yeah, but you work your way up. And uh, then I find out like you talk to your supervisor uh, once a week, you got to pay them. So in as a as a licensed independent social worker, if you want to get to that level uh, or to the social worker supervisor, you have to pay to talk to your supervisor and they look at your notes with you. And I'm like, what world do you have to pay to talk to your supervisor? Also, in what world are supervisors that great? There's a few that are great. And you're like, <laughs> you know, that's where you learn those great lessons from. You're like, wow, hold on to this guy as much as possible. But there's plenty this that is- you learn all the, the things. I'll never do that. I'll, I'll like never, I'll never be like that person. When I'm a boss, right. I won't be that. Yeah, usually yeah. they're a good example of how not to be. Right. Yeah. So you learn tons of those lessons, and I'm like, and you're paying for this? Like, <laughs> no like, way. This is crazy. It, it is. Um. And and I started looking at different career paths, like so social workers, or if you want to be a behavioral analyst, uh, psychologist, psychiatrist, um, psych nurses they all end up having to go through this different steps, but it's the same route. And they're like, um, well, uh, the hospitals don't change because they have a board and they've already established like how much they're gonna pay. And it's it's yeah. very much uh, a deal that's it's, it's pushed <clears throat> out and they're planning out for like 20 years. Yes. So it's like, it's a big machine and you're not changing that. Uh, you go to these private ones and they're like, well, like the lady who's like, hey, I'm clearing 500 grand. But then there's plenty of others that um, in these worlds that are, uh, they went to college, they went through all their psych classes or their behavioral analyst classes, um, counseling, and they've got the master's degree, but they have zero education on business, on how to run the business. And and so oh, those yeah. people that want to make a difference, they can't because they don't know how to go out on their own with this. And, mm-hmm. and it's brutal. So they have they have as much education as the next guy on YouTube. You know, they're like... I can go look it up, but that's about it. Um, so they get taken advantage of, you know, they end up going to like these marketing companies that are like, Hey, for $5,000, I'll get you a couple of leads or buy my list. And you're just like, don't do that guys. Like there's a, there's better ways. Um, but that's, that's basically where this field is at. And so I was like, let me look into this for my sister. And I'd started talking to uh, the Ohio board, which was also taboo for social workers. So like, they just talk to each other. And I was like, I'm just going to go talk to the board and find out. I mean, it's COVID times right now when I was like putting this together. And I was like, I can do this. I can research this. Uh, the hardest thing I ever did in my life was the nuclear test. So I can do this. I, I, I'm sure I can do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I was like that, or I can sit in front of the TV and keep watching like, you know, Tiger King. And I was like, that's actually what was the turning point in my life. I was like, dude, if people are watching this thing, I can, I can go do something else with my life. And, and I, I watched like the first episode. I was like, Oh, this is, I got to do something else. I'm it's so cringe. It's so yeah. cringe. You're like <laughs> this, if this is what is, this is what we're serving to people. I could be, yeah. I could be a five-star chef. 
Right. And that was actually like when I watched that, I, like, I got to do something here. Uh, I'll take it, I love taking it. control here. I so, love it, Neil. Yeah. And, and so I just started talking a little bit more and I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. Like, there's no like actual program that says, here's how I start my business. Right. Um, but there were basically these social workers were like, and the boards were like, technically you could, but why would you? Uh, you're not a social worker. You're not a therapist of any sort. I'm like, no, but I do think I could help people and I can help the social workers and I can help the therapists. And so if I help is, them, they can help what's others. The mission? What's the, what is the mission behind the company? What's, what, are you yeah. to, what, are you, what part are you trying to solve? So I'm solving the issue for the therapist. This, this for the yeah. therapist. Yep. Yep. So uh, basically uh, I say, okay, here's what my offer is. And boy, did I have a lot of people like, I don't believe that, that this works. It's not going to work. Um, it sounds amazing. That's some pie in the sky stuff, but what's the catch? I'm like, there's no catch. I'm like, this is not like some kind of creepy sales thing of like, Hey, give me your social security number or buy my pyramid scheme. It's, Hey, come work for the company. And here's your benefits options. I'm like, in fact, I'm like, here, let's, let's do this. You're not going to have another boss that does this. I'm going to open up what the actual wording is for the benefits packages for insurance, all this. I'm like, let's pack, pick the package together. And they're like, well, how do you do that? I'm like, everybody does it if they own a business. They just yeah. choose to not show you that. They're just like, yeah. here, you get the green, the brown package. You know, this is it. Or package number two. Uh, so I was like, let's pick it. And uh, so many were like, ah, I, I, I don't feel comfortable with this. And I was like, okay, no problem. I'll find somebody that does have that appetite to say, I want to be able yes. to run this like how I want to. Um, and I found one uh, and I found a few people actually. And uh, so those therapists, um, I've got one on, on our website right now. Then I have the supervisor for them. And the supervisor was the one that's like, hey, um, I'll, I will charge, uh, but I'll just charge the company. I'm like, good. That way my therapist doesn't have to pay anything out of pocket. Um, and so my therapist, uh, uh, Sarah, uh, was like, yeah, uh, I'm on board and see where this, this experiment goes and see how far we can take it. And uh, I was like, okay, great, because we're going to start with the zero patients or zero clients at first, and then we're going to try and build up from there. And uh, it's been uh, a learning experience for sure, because um, we had to change the way like we, we write and, and communicate with people. Mm -hmm. And uh, they, uh, you know, it's like, you think people want to hear about like, all right, tell me what Sarah's alkylates are. Uh, because I spent a lot of time like trying to find like somebody that's like uh, this, uh, highly best in class, highly ranked individual that's polished, looks the part and everything. And uh, they're like, that's great, but that's not what I'm looking for. What I'm looking for is just like, tell me how you're going to help me as a client. And I was like, okay, I got it. So obviously when you're going to search for a, a therapist, you're not saying like, give me the best therapist in the world that has gone to this degree here, gone through this training here. You're saying like, hey, I have depression. I need somebody that can talk to me now. Uh, I live out in the middle of nowhere. I can't drive to a therapist. Uh, it's not, it's too time yeah. consuming. And so I was like, all right, sir, let's do this. Um, and then we ended up realizing that unless you pay like credit card or FSA or HSA, it's going to be a little bit difficult because there's all these codes. It's like, we need a billing uh, specialist. So then we're like, <laughs> then we go find a billing specialist. I'm like, we're going to build a hospital apparently. So start <laughs> So I started going into that route and found somebody um, out in Illinois uh, that is a specialist in this stuff. And, you know, she's going to grow with the company as well. So my, uh, what I told these guys um, or ladies is that, okay, here's where we're starting at right now. Uh, you guys take home the majority of the pay. 
uh, I don't take any cut. Uh, Therify will take a little bit to keep operating expenses going. Okay. Um, and then you guys will take the rest. Eventually, like when we have a full thing of clients, a full caseload uh, and multiple clinicians, then I'll be able to be afford. <laughs> I can afford to get paid at that point in time. Yeah, but yeah. we're not going for the 500K either. So this is going to be like one of those things where it's like, um, I'll take a very small percentage out of it. I'm the, I'll be the lowest paid person on the, in the company because I feel like as the owner, really, what am I doing? I'm not doing the hard stuff. The hard stuff's done for me already, which was getting it all set up. Yeah. Now it's just like, these people are out there talking to the clients, doing the work uh, day in and day out. And so how do I help you as a clinician not get burnt out? Um, because it's a high turnover rate, even in the best of situations for these guys, because they're hearing horrible things every day. And that's a brutal they, job. They, yeah. And they see things, uh, these clients, you know, fall off the wagon. Um, they'll uh, self-sabotage uh, or that, you know, it's just things like things that I can't do, which is, uh, I don't think I could handle uh, working with a client that I know that will never progress in a certain manner that I would feel like is mm. uh, the best part, like hundred percent, let's get you to hundred percent. But that's my thinking. I'm great at operations. So let me get this to operating at a 95% optimal move on to the next project. <laughs> I can't do that with a human. A human's like, Hey, this is where I'm at. I'm, I'm going to fluctuate up and down all the time. Yes. That would drive me crazy going like, ah, I can't do this. Uh, so, but I found the people I can and I was like, great. And do you want to run a business? Like, no, I don't. So I want to work for somebody that gets us up and running. So I'm like, great. This is a great match for us. Perfect. What, and so is it a, it's, it's face-to-face -face, uh, therapy. Yeah. So and it's, it looks in, and it's in, and it's in Ohio. Yeah. Right. So friend. people can find, so if people want to, what, what's, who is your client? Is your client the retail side or is it the therapist? So yeah, that's the <laughs> that's the interesting part. Because you don't on know, LinkedIn, right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. So on LinkedIn, my client is the therapist. Therapist. Uh, all of our advertising or the website and all that kind of stuff. That's for the the clients out there it's that want to. Okay. That want to actually talk to the therapist. Uh, so like we're on Psychology Today or Therapy Den. That's uh, talking directly to the somebody that's looking for a therapist. Mm -hmm. um, and so, of course, like I'm, I'm learning stuff too. Like, oh, how do I build out SEO so that way we can get the clients to see the therapist? Because in reality, like we're less expensive than somebody who has a brick and mortar facility having to pay for that that mortgage if they're doing it out of their house or if they have an office um, or if they're at a hospital. So we're not we're not paying for that stuff. Uh, instead, we're just paying basically for internet. You know, your headset, microphone. And then something that looks very similar to this right here. And uh, you're just being you're able to log in with them and, and start talking with, with your clients. Um, so we cut out a lot of the overhead cost, um, which was not possible before COVID. Uh, it was actually uh, basically not allowed in, in a lot of states to do teletherapy. So it only came around uh, just a short time ago. Oh, and well, this is going to be an explosion. It, it has. Uh, there's been some negative explosions, of course. Sure, as well. For sure, it's going to be some negatives. Yeah, you've you've had like some of these mega companies that uh, just grew. They had the investors that go from nothing to overnight to multi-million dollar companies, and then it's not profitable. And then they suddenly, like a startup, they just collapse because it wasn't able to be sold off within three to five years. Yeah, and yeah. So, 
And then they dump all those clients and they dump all those clinicians and it's just like creates a vacuum. Um, and so, yeah, uh, they're part of the problem. They could uh, be part of the solution because they have so much money backing them. But again, it's a startup, so it has to be profitable and they have people that they have to pay off. Yeah, I mean, they're selling, it's just like, uh, I mean, it's just like Uber and, and some of the yes. other companies. You know, yeah, like, I didn't want to say, I'll let you say Uber, but yes. Yeah, yeah like, I mean, I can like say, Uber. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, <laughs> the, the chance of making a profit, never. Uh, right. But somehow valued at, you know, $200 billion. I don't understand how that works, but somehow they're valued, they're valued at like 100 times their losses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the more, so the more they lose, the more they're valued. I, yeah. So what about like, um, I mean, so the, yeah, I guess I have to be careful because it is live um, and what companies do Uber's okay, but I wouldn't want to mention a mental health company. Um, we'll do this. If you go to Google and you search for uh, online uh, therapist or online psychologist, your top few sponsored ads on there will be the ones that are uh, usually part of the problem. Those are the monsters. Um, those are the monsters that have like $200 million in marketing. Yep. Um, easy. And uh, they, uh, they're they out there. Uh, a lot of them have already like come and gone. But there's a few out there that uh, still, they've found that little, that little niche and, and they're still going. Um, but most therapists would prefer to not be in that scenario because, you know, they're stuck being like a uh, a contract employee so then or a contract worker technically so that means they're mm. paying a lot of money uh out uh for taxes instead of being a w-2 employee um but eventually like i think what's been normalized is so many others uh that are just therapists are saying like okay i can do this on my own i'll run my own business um they'll probably find somebody that can do the whole like accounting piece the marketing get that whole strategy together and then they're just focusing in on being the therapist, um, I think that'll happen. A platform uh, you can join, like something like StreamYard, like we're doing here. Yeah. You find yeah, a platform, think, they've got some lead gen or tools for you to go find your own clients. Right. Manage your own, and the, but they help on the back end. Mm -hmm. And and that's basically what, what I'm doing. It's kind of what you're doing, right? A lot yeah. of what you're doing. You're giving all yeah. the money. You're giving the money away until you got where there's enough to, to, to jump on board. And maybe it'll take you full time, right? It, it, you know, you, yeah. may earn, you may earn a salary there. Right. Yeah. Some hopefully point. some point. Um, and until then, like there, you have these the entities that separated are the ones that are like same thing, same scenario, except for their contract employees. So contract workers. So yeah. then they're, they're making that much more money because they're not paying all the taxes on there for those guys. So that's why um, I think it'll take a little while for it to become mainstream because you're going to have to get, entities that come together and say like, Hey, let's invest in this for a long term." I was just going to say, would, would you find somebody in Indiana would be your next, you know, find you in Indiana or Kentucky? Yeah. Or so, and yeah, I've, uh, I made sure that when I started connecting with uh, clinicians and uh, LinkedIn that I was checking state to state. So uh, what'll happen is I, I will expand uh, to different States. Um, in fact, like my, uh, We'll call her my sister, my ex-sister-in-law. So my my sister hmm. in Illinois, uh, once she graduates, uh, she's going to want to work for us. And I have to expand it to Illinois. And uh, basically, I'm like, I know you don't want to do business. I'll do the business piece of it. You just do the the therapy aspect of it. And uh, she'll she's uh, that's what she's working towards right now as her goal. Um, yeah, very interesting. 
Well, Neil, we're getting a good spot for maybe some closing thoughts. Uh, okay. It's been a, I mean, what a, what an interesting journey you've had. Uh, yeah. <laughs> from, I mean, if somebody had told you you'd be in the mental health space when you were, you know, checking, uh, I don't know, checking on, checking on tubes in Minot, uh, yeah. you probably would have laughed. I would have been like, oh, I'm the one receiving the mental health. That's I, I would be the, I'd be the patient probably. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, but here you are and, you know, kind of a, you know, following, following life and ended up kind of solving a problem. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a, it's a huge problem. It's growing. The nice thing is the stigma is going away. So people are seeking mental health. I think this is one of the things the foundation talks about is, you know, we're four things early on. I want to, I think I can help with uh, one is access. And it's partly talking to people like yourself who are trying to solve that problem. Um, and it's clearly access is, a, is clearly still a big issue. Um, I think the other one is the stigma still there, you know, still there. Yeah. And I think the more we talk about it, the jar found the jar podcast makes it quite regular. I mean, people on there share real stories of overcoming mental health issues. And so it's great. Um, and, you know, and it's guys, it's men, you know, it's girl, it's, it's the whole spectrum. So we're getting everybody on there saying, this is what I went through. And, and I'm better for it, but sure could have used some tools when I was going through it. Right. <laughs> that would have helped. So education is a big one, I think. Um, so there's the stigma, the cost, the cost is the other one. And I think the things you're doing is also addressing the cost of access. I'm a real believer in the online. I think this right here is how we're going to help people. It's the only way to scale and the only yeah. way to get to almost half the people in Ohio, probably. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can basically be uh, homeless, but you'll see people with a smartphone. So all they have to do is walk over to someplace that has free Wi-Fi and they can get the help that they need. They can get Not saying that scenario is happening, but that's that's how easy it is to access a therapist it, these days. It'd be great if we could get to that space where yeah, it's literally, you know, somebody with a smartphone and a Wi-Fi could find a therapist online it, you know, and someone to talk to. Um, any closing thoughts for the audience, you know, what, what they can do to help or, or, um, you know, just based yeah. on your own experience, any thoughts, closing thoughts? Sure. Yeah. I would say that, you know, if, uh, if you are receiving, uh, help, you know, definitely trust the process. And if you don't enjoy your clinician, uh, find one that you do enjoy. You're not stuck anymore. Like even if you're out in the middle of nowhere, you can definitely find somebody online nowadays. Uh, and you can be, you can afford to be a little picky and, and find the one that really works and fits well with you. Um, and yeah. in which case you'll feel the, the, the ramifications from that will just scale for you in a positive way. So definitely just keep searching and eventually you'll find the one that, that fits. Neil, thanks again. Uh, so much, uh, Neil founder at Therify, uh, remote, remote counseling and starting his, got his startup going and cranking away in Ohio. I love it. I love it. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Thanks, to, thanks so much. Thanks everybody for listening and uh, supporting and following the foundation and the things we're trying to do.